Welcome to the Basketball Podcast. JT is not here. He claims he's too busy with his, quote, job, as if that's important. Um, but I am fortunate to be joined by um, Paul. Paul, how are you? Good evening, basketball fans. We're going to be talking hoops. Is that... <laughs> Kind of expected you to have a little bit more there, like what besides hoops, you know, like um, any observations about the basketball game today or yesterday or, or the whole weekend. Yeah, that's that's in, that's under the umbrella that is hoops. Okay, well, there's going to be a lot of hoops chat, um, as advertised. This is Advanced Analytics. So the basketball world, in my mind, has been turned on its head because I have made predictions, you have made predictions, but I don't think many people were calling for the heat before the playoffs started. In fact, I don't think anyone was this year. And then I don't think many people were calling for the Nuggets, even though the Nuggets were the number one seed in the West and number four best record overall. I don't think many people saw this coming, but both those teams right now are up in their respective conferences 3-0, which is pretty pretty exciting. Yeah. I'm loving I'm loving this. <laughs> Do you know who's not loving it? The NBA. Because I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but the um the douchebags, and I kind of believed them on Reddit, were like, oh man, they're gonna rig it, so it's gonna be Lakers Celtics or you know. But if they have tried to rig it, they've they haven't done a good job. No, but like um, this has got to be a nightmare, right? Like if this is the finals matchup, we don't know yet. They're only up three 0 but it, it seems likely. Um, you've got a situation where you've got teams with. I mean, Butler is is a reasonably well known star, but definitely not like a a household name. Jokic is a star, but definitely not one of the more marketable players. Like from a marketing perspective, this is an NBA disaster. But from from a sports perspective. It's so nice to not see one of the big, big names making it. I don't know. Oh yeah, I um I hope from a, um, rating standpoint, the fans get out and support the the finals if it if it is these teams, which it will be. But they won't. People won't support it though. Well, they've watched the Warriors, Lakers. It. You got to get behind <laughs> it because I love it. Well, I hope we get something better because this Eastern and Western finals have been disasters, right? Like I don't think. I mean, I, for a start, I, I picked wrong. I can't even remember what I picked. I think we're going to listen to that soon. But I definitely did not pick the Heat. Yeah, but I think, well, you got to, like, these are the two best teams. And I think coaching is such a huge part of it. And, like, the Celtics have such a talented team on paper. But I don't think the, the coach is up to it. And... Um, are you only I mean, blaming him though? Like I know, I know Tatum's only twenty five, but we're watching Tatum and Jalen Brown screw around in the playoffs for about six years now, and I'm kind of I'm I'm fed up. I'm sick of it. Yeah, just like I'm sick of watching Embiid limp around every year. There's a few of these sorry asses. Like the Warriors are old. LeBron is clearly on his last legs. I mean, he's still good. These guys are still good, but like you know, like the Celtics, the time is now, and just to get like fathered by Jimmy Butler like this. The the top story on NBA Reddit when we just logged on was Jimmy Butler moonwalks to halfway and then calls timeout for the Celtics. Mm. Disappointing that people didn't know what a moonwalk is. He more like, he kind of like, I would call it more of like reverse 
shuffles. Oh, yeah. No, people, anytime someone's walking backwards, they call it a moonwalk. And it's like, well, no, it has to look like you're walking forward while moving backwards. <laughs> um, but also, uh, who knew you could call a timeout for the other team? He's, <laughs> he's pioneering new... New rules. <laughs> Apparently, he was um, calling back to Al Horford, who's been a disaster, and he in game one was calling a, a timeout. I have enjoyed that these playoffs have been a little bit more trash talking. Like people were clowning on Grant Williams, but it was cool to see him join. Oh, with I Butler. love Grant. I love Grant Williams. He got a bit, he got a bit destroyed by Jimmy Butler. Though. Yeah, but he that's fine. Destroyed. At least that, he tried. Yeah, you've got like you've got to. Yeah, I'd rather see someone trash talk and come out second best than not and. You coward. Well, well, the Nuggets um, have definitely trash talk a little bit. Like they keep on paying respects, but like it's kind of cool to see Jamal Murray saying like, you know, there's so many players overrated than him. Obviously, there's a chip on his shoulder that he has to. Even when they're beating the Suns, you got to hear about how good Booker is, or you know, like he's not Jamal Murray's never even been an All Star. I just found out. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. So it's kind of amazing to see him there just lighting it up. But I mean, on the flip side, I will say this: the Nuggets. Um, you know, like, there's a reason why the Lakers are the big story. They're the most well-known and supported franchise, and they have the biggest star of the last 20 years on their team. They're going to get the hype, and your time will come. Um, you've just got to be a little bit more patient. Murray's been injured for two years, so we haven't really seen him. The Nuggets managed, I think it's been their strength to fly under the radar, to be honest. Even as the number one seed in the West, no one was picking them originally, and they've looked like the best team in the playoffs Totally, by a mile, I'd say. Yeah. I think you've got to remember that just they get asked lots of questions and they need to say something. <laughs> and But um, Murray's come out with a bit of a chip, I feel like. And same with the coach as well. He's like, because it was a bit embarrassing that the whole narrative was about the Lakers, even though they were down 2-0. And people were like, the Lakers got them. And the Lakers did look good in 1-2, and two, but like, yeah, yeah, the Lakers' time. You were, you were stoked the Lakers lost. Well, look, Jamal Murray, was he was drafted... Um, three picks behind the Phoenix Suns took Dragon Bender. So maybe he has specific beef with that organization. Um, but what was the question? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, um, just before we went on air, you were just, you didn't see the game yesterday, but you were so stoked that the Lakers lost. Yeah, uh, really dislike the Lakers. Um, Does your hatred, is it your hatred for LeBron or hatred for the Lakers that's the problem? I mean, I would say both. But I'd say I, I, I don't. I don't find I hate the Lakers when they're bad. They're lovable. Like you know, when they had that team that was like D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, um, Brandon. Yeah, and they um, were like comedy. Yeah, Luke Walton was the coach, and they're like, "I'd run for through the wall for this guy," and then they won like twenty-two games. And you're yeah. like, you should have run harder through that wall because <laughs> you hit the wall and fell over. Um, speaking of D'Angelo Russell, though, he's back on the Lakers now. And he is one of the worst players in the NBA. And if he... Is he going to free agency? Because holy shit, he is dire. And it was like... Darvin Ham deserves some fierce criticism for even attempting to play him. As literally in game one, Bruce Brown said, we're targeting D'Angelo Russell. And I was like, shut up. You don't tell them what your strategy is. But it doesn't matter that he said explicitly what Denver's strategy was. Because they seem to keep him on the court. And I know LeBron and AD need shooters. But he has just been, he can't shoot, can't play defense, and he's just kind of embarrassing. Like when he does hit a three, which he's shooting it was, at about like 25%. But that's why it was annoying me how he was killing the Warriors. Like it yeah. felt like he was so clutch. Yeah. Like he was like the most clutch player. And but. that's what they're waiting for again. Yeah. But man, did the Lakers look old. And it did, it did, 
it did feel like this is like the end of an era. Like, well, for a start, it's like criticism on them. Like, AD is still so effective, and it's like the fact it was like it was like watching the Sixers with Embiid. The fact you can't get your star player the ball at the end of the game seems crazy, and LeBron just seems so tired, and he's jacking threes, and we all know he can't hit them. But turns out he hit a few in Game Three, which was kind of a sad reflection on that was all the Lakers had. Like you almost felt sorry for them by the end of it because Denver was hammering them so bad, and Denver, I would say, hasn't even really been playing that well. I guess like they had Lakers gave them a good run in Game One and Game Two, but Game Three, um, Jokic got in foul trouble. Some of those fouls are pretty questionable. Um, Scott Foster, the extender, tried it, tried his best. Um, but uh, Murray carried them the first half but then went cold and just like the Lakers it was there they've had their chances but they just aren't good enough you know Mm. and Celtics wow I am shocked I thought the the Bucks were the best team Uh, they had the best record I thought the Celtics were the best team they had the second best record and Jimmy Butler and the Heat have just steamrolled them in like crazy fashion And, and even when they won two games in Boston I was still like Boston's going to come back. The Heat haven't even lost a game at home yet. Yeah. Crazy. It's, I'm sorry if I seem all over the shop, but I am shaken right now. Like this is a, The NBA for the last five, six years has been so painfully predictable. We are like, the Warriors are going to win this year. Or, you know, you, you can just immediately tell that like the Lakers are going to be a top team. You can normally pick who the best team is. Um, the Brooklyn Nets were hyped before they had a lot of injuries. And now it's just like, no one before the playoffs started would have picked Heat Nuggets in the final. No one. It's it's crazy. Mm. But don't you think in recent years it has become much harder to predict? Yeah. And like seeding doesn't really matter anymore. Because what were the Heat? Like they were playing, right? They were like the eighth seed. The eighth seed. They lost to the um, Hawks in the playing game and had to play another Hawk playing game just to qualify to play the Bucks before they spanked them. How have they done it though? This is like a magic trick. Yeah. Well, I still think they intentionally lost the first play-in game to get an easier draw. Yeah. Well, I would have said you're crazy, but now the crazy shit that's happened, I'm like, well, maybe. I actually don't know anymore. Um, Because... I have no idea what the Heat have done, right? Their record, I actually wrote this down, was just... The Lakers also had a terrible record, but the Lakers were terrible until halfway through when they retooled their roster. But if we look at these records here... The Heat finished the season 44-38. Yeah. And the Lakers 43-39, but they had to change their roster. How The Heat didn't change their roster. What changed? All that they had was one of their star players got injured. Yeah. So the Heat lost by 11 points to the Hawks in the play-in game. Mm. And, um, and I do think that meant they had an easier run. Like, they then had... I guess they had Bucks up first. Which <laughs> it's pretty hard. And the um, irony is, the irony is, is it's got better for them. Mm. Like, the Bucks, they had the advantage of Giannis getting injured for two games, sure. Then they struggled probably more against the Knicks. And then just, I mean, maybe it's the matchups, but are just destroying the Celtics. Yeah, but I think this season really proves how kind of broken the regular season, regular is. season is. Where, like, there was teams, I thought, having shocking seasons. Yeah. Um... Like both those teams, Lakers, Warriors, Lakers, Heat. Heat um, where I was like, man, what's wrong with these teams? Mm. And it is almost like, yeah, well, they're just mucking around. Well, um, uh, trying to figure out what's going to work. Ca- counterpoint, and make 
because now with the play-in, it's even easier. Like you don't even need to make the playoffs. And you can, um... <laughs> count, count, um, well, there was a conspiracy theory on Reddit that I enjoyed that the Heat really struggled all season and were like scraping by, and people were like they were just playing every game close, like you know, tough with the Charlotte Hornets to try and prep for the playoffs. Yeah, and I was like, that's batshit. But then if you watch the way they play, they're like just they're just built to grind. Because um, ca- all you need to do now is not tank yeah and you can make, can the, make the playoffs yeah like like like, like the, the raptors te- the raptors if they made a good mid-season trade could have been a similar contender but they didn't yes. and they actually had you know they finished 500 still made the play on though um well like the mavericks were the team that were like yeah do we decide like yeah. they were like should we choose to yeah make the play in or not yeah and they chose against it. And and if they'd played the play-in and managed to get to play the um, Memphis Grizzlies who were fading, they might have been good. Counterpoint, though. Counterpoint. They've got the, now they've got the 10th pick, so they are sitting pretty. <laughs> Counterpoint, um, Denver finished with the fourth best record, 54-29. And they, believe it or not, because they're playing the Heat, are actually going to manage to get home court, assuming those are the teams that end up in the finals. But they did something genius. They did a bit of, like, Heat Junior. They shocked the world partly because they um seemed to tank like after they were like sitting pretty in first memphis fell apart and they just coasted it lost Jokic the mvp but it did um manage to uh earn earn them like this underdog status no one was calling denver even though they're the best record and looking elite at the start of the season they rested up and now denver i would say I would say easily looks like the best team in the playoffs. And I'd say Denver and the Miami Heat are the only teams that are playing up to or above expectations. While the other teams, I guess the Lakers surpassed expectations. But um, yeah, they've, the Denver has shocked the world. And they've actually been complaining. Jamal Murray's been like, no one talks about us. The coach has been like, it's all about the Lakers. But it's like, yeah, well, the Lakers are the most famous and supported team in the NBA. Like, it's not surprising. Did Daryl Morey hire Doc Rivers? Uh, it's a grey area. So what happened was they lost in the bubble. The um, I can explain it to you because I just heard this being talked about on a podcast. And then I'm interested to hear what your take is. They lost in the bubble, the 76ers. I like that we're just repeating what stuff. other podcasts says. Well, well, well it's, it's, an inter- it's a really interesting thing. So did he, did Jeremiah hire Doc Rivers? No. But here's what happened. Doc Rivers lost in the playoffs with this, uh, in the bubble with the... Um, Clippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 76ers went out too. Um, Houston, I don't know what the hell they were doing in the bubble. They like capitulated, right? With they had like a player like who got suspended didn't, for like bringing someone Westbrook to a hotel room. And, um, it was like Westbrook, Westbrook and, and Harden. Paul, something weird. Something. Oh. No, Westbrook and Harden. Yeah, right, right, right. Maybe. It was Chris Paul. In the bubble. Was... Anyway, they capitulated and Daryl Morey left to spend some time with his family. Um, he instantly got hired by the 76ers. When I, when I say here, I mean Doc Rivers. And then like months later, Maury. So the other podcast I was listening to, our rival podcast, speculated, but you get better analysis of their podcast on our podcast. They speculated that while Daryl Maury didn't sp- explicitly hire the coach, he must have been aware. But people, although in saying that in the whole time Doc Rivers has been in Philly, people have said that he's not Daryl Maury's guy. But like surely... Yeah. They both knew they were going to Philly. Surely there was some sort of collaboration there, maybe. Because I reckon... I'm excited to see what Philly is like next year if they have a a better coach, I think. 
and I don't know, I saw some headline that said they were interviewing some college coach. And I always just think it's a good look when they look outside the pool of um, NBA five teams. NBA fired coaches. There are some good NBA coaches there, like Nick Nurse is Nick available. Nurse, yeah, that's true. And there's a few others that people... I don't rate Budenholzer, but he's available. The Suns coach, it probably wasn't his fault the Suns sucked. Like, they retooled their roster way too late. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Rumours is that Tyron Lue is going to be available. Is that who it is? Yeah. Because he's going to leave the Clippers shit show. Man, there's some shit shows. But I, I can I say the opposite? You're saying Philly's going to features bright. I reckon. I say Grim. Harden's going to be gone. Where's he going? Uh, Rumoured to the Rockets, if you can believe that. Yeah, going home. But if no, but if but here's the thing. So wait, as a free agent, Luke, yeah. Will that will that free up space? I don't think so. Go? Not really. Okay. Just they lose him for nothing. I still think their future's bright. Why? Tyrese Maxey, DeAnthony Melton. Is Seth Curry on that team? No, <laughs> I don't know. He, I think he's in Brooklyn. They traded him. I think he's long gone. Um, Joel Embiid. My boy Tobias Harris. I think they're doomed. I think they have to max... I could be wrong. I don't understand the salary cap properly. I think they have to offer a big bag to Harden. And if they don't, he's gone. So either they have Harden and have the same, you know, weak-ass team that they have at the moment, or they can... Um, I'm, he, I'm, he goes to Houston and they're more rooted there again. I think regardless, I'm excited because I think Daryl Morey... You know how he was kind of almost coaching the Rockets, like... In a way, like just in terms of, yeah. Well, it was hard to know the but, roster he put on the floor. Clearly, there was a lot of collaboration between coach and GM in Houston. Yeah, and I'd like to see what the like Joel Embiid version of that is, and I don't know what it'll be. Yeah, but um, I just don't think jo- Joel Embiid can be relied on. Like another sad sack playoffs for him, and he's fine. But like, I'm just sick of talking about fourth quarters where they're like, why didn't Bo- Embiid get the ball? And I was like, I don't know why. But I'm I'm just sick of I just wish they didn't exist and I, Harden as well. I'm just like he's been a great player. Thanks for the memories, great times at the strip club. I w- go to Houston and Rotten How. Um, I'm going to say it right now. That's the end of the process, and what a sad sack process it was. I um, the the process has been a failure in a lot of ways. Karma, basketball karma. But I them. think it was like. So they forced Sam Hinkie out, right? Where's yeah. he? He's just gone into like the world of like private finance, where he probably runs like a child army or something. American capitalist dream. Um, yeah, wow. But um, I they then got the worst guy ever, right? The guy with the yeah and big collars, and they got Elton Brand, and he was. I do think worse. they absolutely butchered it. They like, did. They did. Even so. like, so obviously Markel. Forget about them. They're dead. There's the new process now in OKC if you want new process. And they're like comedy as well because they got like 45 picks and a all-star. So they're like looking real good. Um, I don't know how we got onto them though because I want to just talk about the Miami Heat for a second. Mm-hmm. What the hell's going on here? This like, is a, how have they this is a lovable team. Like It's like it's Jimmy Butler is this weird guy. Garbage overpaid for the whole season. And he comes out in the playoffs and he's Michael Jordan. And I was like, and now the whole Miami Heat team is that. Yes. Garbage, come out in the playoffs, and they're like the Golden State Warriors from yeah, 19, 2017. I think, I think they're well, they're a well-run team, and they all buy in. But how and are they bad in the regular season? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't watch them in the regular season. How do you just switch it on and switch it off? Like it's it's yeah. until LeBron starts playing harder, and I guess Jimmy Butler starts playing harder. But like, uh, is Gabe Vincent 
like yeah. going playoff mode activated. I reckon maybe I didn't watch them, but a thought would be that they were they're like a rag they're like the most ragtag team, right? <laughs> yeah. Like other than Jimmy Butler and Bam, like it's like a f- even a Jimmy f- Butler and Bam are pretty rough sort of pl- you know like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, no, but like they're name brand players, but then yeah. like the next name brand player is like a forty eight year old Kevin Love. Yeah, and then um. And the then genuinely ones. a fifty-eight-year-old Udonis Haslam, who obviously doesn't play, but then everyone else is the random undrafted guys. Obviously Tyler Hero, but he's hurt. Duncan Robinson, but even he's a ragtag. No, they're both they're both out of nowhere. Those guys. So yes, and um, and as a result, I think in the regular season, it's going to take a while for those guys to like because they play with such confidence now. Like Gabe Vincent, you would assume he was. A, um, yeah, and, yeah, and Max Struess, like no, but like even like you know, where did they get drafted? You'd think like oh, you know, top ten, I, top I, twenty. I've always thought, and the reason I thought the Lakers had a chance, and the Lakers did look good in games one and two, is because I was like, there's so much to be said for veteran leadership, and just having LeBron on your team does count for a lot. Unfortunately, LeBron is physically limited now, and there's not as much he can do, but they do have a great leadership core. In Butler, obviously, who they everyone worships like he's Jesus now. It's pretty amazing. And I must say, I've been hating on Butler for the last three years. I'm coming back around. He's lovable again. Um, they've got my boy Kyle Lowry out there flopping around like a floppy fish. And Kevin Love. And they actually do have like a strong veteran core. Yeah. Whereas um, uh, Boston has goddamn Al Horford. And I don't know why I find Al Horford so irritating because he's so handsome. I love He's Al so Horford. good when he's good. But he's just a, he's just, there's just something about him where he's just a loser and he just always will be. And nah, he just, he's just, he's the Atlanta Hawks and he just, he can't disagree. win. What, what's he won? Nothing. Uh, you know, like Multiple just, championships at Florida. Oh, that's a strong argument. Um, but I mean, like, you've got like, you've got like uh, Lowry who's got championship experience. You've got Kevin Love who's got championship experience. You've got Jimmy Butler who just seems like, I don't know why people have quit on Jimmy Butler. Every step of the way. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Chicago oh. didn't want to re-sign him. Memphis, yes. uh, Minnesota traded for him and then gave up on him. Yes. Philadelphia didn't want to pay him. Yeah, and Joe Allen B was mad about that. And he's got, and it's like, imagine if... They, Jimmy Butler like and They B's. should have kept him and yeah. got rid of no, the other pieces, right? Philadelphia deserves no happiness. And you've got your MVP trophy. Shut the heck up. Very sorry about that. That was the... Um, my alarm... It's 8.30 at night. I, I was supposed to send it for 8.30 a.m. A, funny that I set an alarm for 8.30 a.m. in the morning when most people have to be at work. B, that I set, I got a.m. and p.m. confused. I'm a 35-year-old man. But anyway, I'm trying my best. Sorry, I hate when alarms ring on songs or podcasts or p- rappers put police sirens in their cars. It, it freaks me out every time. In their songs, sorry. Rappers don't put police sirens in their cars. Does that annoy you? When Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But that alarm was actually for a reason, besides me waking up at 8.30 at night. It was to, um, I thought we should listen to our predictions, what I called wild predictions from our last podcast. Because I thought it was mildly humorous. And because I want to know, do you remember what you predicted last podcast? Um, Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, I feel like we could have to to eat a lot of crow. I could be wrong. But um, JT is one of the main crow eaters that I know, and he is glad. I reckon he just did, I reckon he flaked on this podcast. Um, I wrote down, I, we predicted, I don't want to listen to too many minutes of the last podcast, but it was pretty funny. Um, 
so what happened just for the previously on the Advanced Analytics podcast, um, Paul started doing his predictions. We were we were only in the semifinals at this point, but Paul started doing a long, a very long winded prediction of um, who was going to win each series, and he predicted Denver versus Lakers, which is what happened, and Celtics versus Heat, which sounds impressive, but that's kind of where those series were going anywhere. And then when we got to the bit where he actually seemed like he was going to predict something worthwhile, he said he needs to look at his data and crunch the numbers. Then JC, JT, JT swept in and made some of the dumbest predictions I've ever heard. He predicted Sixers beating the Heat and the Suns winning. He didn't say who they'd beat. And then he said the Sixers <laughs> would beat the Suns. And then he predicted everyone who could win. And he said every team name except for the Heat, which is ironic because normally JT predicts the Heat. And then um, Paul came back in to talk about his prediction indicator, and that's where we're at here. We still haven't heard my predictions, and we haven't heard Paul's final predictions. And seeing we're here, I thought we'd play just like a little bit of this on the podcast because it might be funny. And um, you can also hear us react as well. So let's um, tune in for that. Because like they're not completely outrageous, but I'd say both those teams have no depth and are really uh, tiring. I, when I crunched the numbers before last episode, these were my rankings. Wait. While you do the rankings, Paul, can I say I truly believe either the Lakers, Suns, Nuggets, Celtics, or Sixers could win. <laughs> I don't believe the Heat can. <laughs> I um. So uh, my rankings hey, said Philadelphia number the heat one. In your list? No, I didn't name the Heat. But you picked them to make the finals. Lee Cakewalk, Lee Disney, Lee Bubble. <laughs> Mate, but you meant the Eastern Conference Finals, though, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, that's right. Sixers. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> Fuck it. Give me the numbers, Paul. I need these numbers for oh, off. I don't know what I combine to make these numbers, but Philadelphia. Can you just do you just like listening to us? Like, no. it's quite embarrassing to hear back well, because you like, need to clarify now that we're back in the current day. We're cause... back in the current day. Do you want me to add some effects so it's very clear? Well, that would be ideal. This is some memento, memento um, Christopher Nolan esque <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> well, I just thought it was funny listening back to us then, and like JT is barely coherent. And mean? now, like, he doesn't even make sense what he said. Like, I go, did you predict everyone but the Heat? And his response was, Lee Cakewalk. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even make sense. Yeah, I don't know what he meant by and that. Then, um, and then now, here, it gets worse. Okay. Now Paul, after years of telling us about his crunching the numbers, is going to attempt to tell us what his analytics system is for picking teams. Fear was number one. <laughs> Phoenix was two. Then Denver. What? Then those were my. These so, are, I, I crunched. Okay, these are what I I added together: points per game, effective field yeah. goal, opposition. Then I minus opposition points per game. Um, <laughs> this is a crunch. But I've actually, do you know, I've, for many years, I wanted to. I was going to suggest this. That's that Paul screen share while crunching, and I so I could see the inputs and outputs of this model. <laughs> it is a lot less sophisticated than I was imagining. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're back in the present day. That is so funny. Um, do you remember the slander, Paul? And like, what do you yeah. have to say to JT? Well, can we keep playing and hear my predictions? Yeah. Is that on... <laughs> no, I just think it's funny to go through. Just before, because you talked about your model having effective field goal, and I was like, that's cool that Paul knows what effective field goal is. So I asked you what effective field goal is, and yeah. you, you didn't seem to know. I don't fully know, but I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> but it goes into the equation. Yeah, I don't fully know. I, I was going to say what I thought it was, but I think what I was about to say was um, true shooting. But, I mean, it's some sort of 
overall field goal thing that I think, yeah. um, you know, takes takes everything into account, free throws. Um, we're not super smart, you know, but yeah. like what we're trying to say is that Paul's got a formula here and he's about to wow us with I think knowledge. effective field goal, because there's, there's a section on like the NBA stats mm. um, page yeah. and it's called the four factors. Mm. And I think it's the four factors that are like crucial to a team's success. Mm. And as you can see here, because I've got it open, the listeners can't see that, but there's a lot more categories than four. But I think the big four are effective field goal. Which you don't know what it is. Um, well, I mean, I could uh, effective field. Oh, no, yeah, it just says effective field goal. I thought the glossary was going to tell me. <laughs> um, free throw attempt rate. Um, maybe to oh, I don't know actually which ones. Uh, some sort of turnover percentage and offensive rebound percentage. I think those are the four factors. Uh-huh. Well, I, I've um, never even heard this before, but I'm excited to hear what your um, amazing analytics report shoots out. Let's go for it. In turnover, uh, I don't know what that stat is. Turnover percentage. Still don't know what that is. Then free um free throw attempt rate. Still don't know what that is. That's doubled. <laughs> then just um, total one, steals. Double it. I don't know either. So total steals. I know steals. Then, um, yeah. Regular season net rating. Don't know what that is. And who came out on top? Is. Philadelphia. Then Phoenix. Then Denver. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm in tune with the model. Yeah, you're, uh, you're in tune with the model. Disturbing. Well, I'm gonna say- Sorry, present day again. So, Paul, you said your model came out with Philadelphia, Phoenix, Denver, which are JT's yeah. insane predictions. Um, but let's keep on going because I do feel like Paul's going to be vindicated here. Hey, I'm going to make a bold Paul Williams prediction. You didn't even do the prediction you were supposed to do. Yeah, but I'm going to say Miami are going all the way to the final. They're going to upset. Not this again. Whoever you wins out of Boston wow. every year. Did you just drop a B a BPW's? P. What's that stand for? Bold Paul Williams prediction. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say, because I think the East favourites are whoever wins out of Boston or Philly. And yeah. I think Boston are probably the favourites there. But Great. I'm going to say Miami are going from the eighth seed to the finals. You heard it How? here first. I thought I was going to explain more. but No. Um, I no. <laughs> <laughs> so that looks bad on me. That looks bad on me. But um, I will say this though, Paul, like that was some like witchcraft right there. Because what you did there was batshit crazy. You talked about your analytics model. Yeah, it but- was embarrassing to say out loud. Then you talked about the teams that it spat out. They were seemingly at the time crazy and looking back on it, still crazy. And then after all that, that we didn't need to even talk about, you made your prediction and you nailed it. Yeah, yeah, I did nail it. But how? And that's because sometimes, <laughs> well, sometimes you can, you know, you can crunch the numbers and you can think with your head or you can ignore your head and listen to your heart. <laughs> and the heart was screaming Miami yeah. loud. Yeah. And, and it does, it, yeah. Um, I think there's just like a few of those teams have all the talent in the world, but I think they need, it needs to be really well coached or... What are you doing? And and yes, Bolster, everyone always says is the best coach, and I never believe them, and I've got to start believing. Because when I watch the Heat, I just see them as being not that good, but they have lovely um, hustle stats and Jimmy Butler ISO at the end of the game to take them home and some good shooters, and that's all they need. And I mean, it doesn't take a genius coach to figure that out, but the way they operate, they're like, they're like the 22-win LA Lakers. They would run through a wall for anyone. 
But we're about to hear my predictions now after crushing Paul. Can I say though, how sad must Marcus Smart be? Like, man, he'd love to be on this Heat team. He dreams of being on the Heat. Imagine. He's got that dog in him. But um, yeah, gutted. Sorry to, I just want to listen to a bit more of this podcast. So I actually am going to want to hear what I predicted. And I I think I was probably quite wrong, but I'd love to be right. Come on, here we go. It's agree, but we'll wait and see. I'm the idiot predictor, so I'd have to have faith with you guys. You heard it here first. Uh, Philadelphia versus Phoenix. The numbers have been crunched. Um, that is the end of the podcast. I well, was that my podcast? Was I that my prediction? Made, didn't you oh, make no. it earlier? Or? Philadelphia was Phoenix. Was was what you guys said? Eh? Oh, you said Heat. I said Heat Denver. Uh, my name's Guy Williams. I'm joined by my brother Paul. Oh wow! Well, I, it was. I think your prediction might have been earlier, or you didn't make one. Why did I? Surely I made one. Surely. Well, we now we're just going to look around in this hour long podcast. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I um I just my, my, my head's just spinning because I'm just like. It does explain the heat. The only way to explain the heat is your crazy prediction yeah. machine and then coming out and just going like, they just want it more. I don't know. I think your prediction was um, Utah Wizards, which is weird because <laughs> neither of those teams were in the play. Um, I've got some notes. Should we go through guys' notes? These are, yes. I've been watching the games all weekend. I wrote down NBA games should be 36 minutes in prep playing time. Argue against that. Um, I disagree, but what? well, why? What's your because they're too long and boring? Yes, like, no, no, no. But I think cut down non-playing time, cut down time, cut down timeouts. Yeah, but that'll just lead to more injuries and more. No, fatigue. I think it'll add it'll um, add to more subs. Yeah, and um, oh, sorry, that was me again. Sorry, what was the eight forty-five for? If I didn't wake up for my eight thirty, are you sure there's no somewhere you're not supposed to? Because you're nine p.m. as well. Yeah, no, it was it was honestly for me to wake up this morning. I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm I'm insane. Okay, so I think I want to see more subs. Um, it'll also help the NBA problem of players just putting up crazy scoring numbers. Yeah, which I think makes the NBA sometimes seem like a bit of a joke. Yeah, the like way every, every year, year some niche player will score seventy points, and you're like, <laughs> well, what does it mean? Yeah. And, um, yeah, and just way stoppages. And the timeouts, because it used to be like, I, I hate when they'd always be like, and Miami's taking another 20-second timeout. Yeah, don't give it to and them. Then it's a, no, but then it's like three minutes long. Yeah. And it's like, the, the, it's a mockery to call it a 20-second timeout. Yeah. And then we're going to ads and stuff. Yeah. Like, cut down, I, cut down time. Like, and and to, anyone, to anyone who um, who is... Uh, listening to the podcast for the last four years or whatever, we do complain about this a lot. But I think the games are. I've been. I'm a big NBA fan. I've been watching all weekend, and the games in real time are unwatchable. Shout to the NBA for on the um, league pass adding a every possession highlights. That's the best. But you have, it means it means you have to you have to um, you know go through the day avoiding scores till you can get to watch that. And they don't put that up straight after the game ends, which is quite frustrating. You got to wait like a couple of hours. Um, the only negative of changing 36 minutes is fucking up the NBA records, but as you alluded to, they've already screwed those anyway by just like every year teams score more and more and defense gets harder and harder and worse and worse. Um, I wrote D-Lo is dreadful. I've already talked about that. I watched, um, the commentary is so bad, a life hack is just watch the Spanish feed. So much more entertaining. They pronounce um, Hachimura really well, and they... Um, it makes the game infinitely more enjoyable than listening to Mark Jackson and 
Van Gundy um, idiots. Um, I also wrote down my old, I just wanted to throw out my old idea of no free throws. At the start of the game, in front of the whole crowd, everyone shoots 10 free throws. That's the free throw percentage they get for the game. And then people can like foul accordingly. So if James Harden goes out there and only makes five out of ten, Wait. then hack James Harden, you know? No, but so like, so say you shoot at the start, your team shoots 50%. No, 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 each player shoots and that's their percentage. And then it gets simulated when they get fouled. And But but like, will you, um, it gets simulated yeah, okay, rather, yeah, than, two, rather than like you scored one point. Six points or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought like, yeah, like a simulator. But like maybe to make it so people don't think it's rigged, you have two celebrities on the sideline with dice and they roll based, like they have probability dice or something like that. So you're like, oh, Jimmy Butler's been fouled. Get out the yeah. Jimmy Butler and he's got like an eight out of ten. What 10. do you reckon about this thought? We need to crack down on people committing foul plays. <laughs> if you commit a foul, yeah, instant basket. It's foul. Yeah, you're committing a foul act. The act is foul. Yes, it's disgusting. So they should call it a disgusting because it makes. If you commit sick. a foul, it's instant basket. You, Unless it's not shooting, then it's just side ball. <laughs> but it'll it'll make take away it'll make. Then there'll be less fouls called as a result because it's a big deal. Yeah. Um. But like often you don't foul on purpose though. You've I know, got, but that's what I'm saying. But if you if the refs are more hesitant to call it, surely less. This will get you your head spinning. Okay. I hate the idea that the NBA is rigged. You know, like NBA Reddit's love talking about it. I know you got excited about like the Lakers having the highest free throw percentage and stuff this year. But I think if the NBA was rigged, they're doing a terrible job because they'd surely be rigging it in the favour of anything but goddamn Denver, Miami, a nightmare situation. I've never met a Miami Heat fan in my life. I met a lot of LeBron James fans. I've met a lot of Dwayne Wade fans. No one who actually in and out supports the Heat. They're probably just, like, they can't rig it this much. Like, cause how, how did they the, did put how Scott was the Foster on game How was he three? bleeding from the face? Uh, LeBron accidentally hit him in the face. But, like, in what? How uh, he was standing just on the court watching the play. It quickly turned over. Yeah. And LeBron turned around and just bounced him. Yeah, right. Boom. Um, I do think Scott Foster is dodgy, and the NBA should have fired him a long time ago. Like, just quietly, like, going, like, I'm retiring now because yeah. he's quite I old. saw one tape where Tony Dennis Brothers. Schroeder was saying something to him and took a dribble and then just grabbed the ball in one hand. Yeah. Ran five steps. He missed a again. very obvious carry, yeah. But I will say this. NBA refing is impossible to do. It's so hard to do. Get rid of the bad refs, but overall, they're better. And yet, anyone can grab a few clips of every game to argue that either team got like a favourable whistle. It's normally bad both ways, and that's just the reality of it. Um, these are pretty much all my notes. I wrote, Miami Heat are a mutating disease. Spo mas Masterclass. No, you wrote Spo Mas Guerra Class. Yeah. I wrote, fuck analytics, heart and hustle, stamina, heart, and first and foremost, no, I, I'm rooting for the Heat. I still think the Heat, because the Heat are like just 3 and D kind of, aren't they? A little like, bit. Because they, they are good at shooting threes, like all these like Max yeah. Struess and and Yeah, they've got a lot of, lot of shooters. And stuff. Yeah. And so I do think they're like 3 and D. All they also have no bigs. They've got Bam, who's a small and switchable big. Yeah. And a lot of defense. And Tyler Zeller. Or Cody Zeller, sorry. Yeah. You can't forget Cody Zeller. 
It would be, if the Heat pulled this off, it would be momentous. But I'd have to say, and I'm back to my prediction ways, you'd have to put your money firmly on Denver based on form. And don't get me wrong, the, the Heat have obviously done it twice, and I'll let you talk soon. The Heat have beaten the Bucks, who were heavily favoured and picked by me. The Heat have beaten the Celtics, who were my second favourites. So it's like, who would root against the Heat? But I was like, with the eye test, I'm like, they are good. And I guess they make the other teams look bad, just like Denver's making Los Angeles look incredibly amateur. But I can they do it three times in a row? If I was going to pick, my head definitely says Denver, who look elite. Obviously, Jokic is the, um, you know, proving that this could be the next dynasty. Jamal Murray is playing amazing. I keep waiting for him to flame out, though, because he does. He is inconsistent. But they also just have depth, who are, and they played well in Los Angeles. I thought the, I thought Denver would go to um, Los Angeles playing LeBron and get like a little bit starstruck. They've got home court advantage. So if I was betting money, I would put it all on the Nuggets so strong. However, I'm definitely rooting for the Heat. I don't know why. I should be rooting for Denver. I don't know why. But like yo, um, Jimmy Butler is just such, and I've always hated him. Such a compelling story. And like Ispo is the genius coach that everyone said he is. Wow, what a narrative that would be. And stepping out of LeBron's shadow, you know, it'd be pretty spectacular. Okay. I also think the head kind of says Denver. But uh, firstly, I think this series is going to be really tight. And well, well, and it's going to be a good series, I think. It would always, the Heat always, the Heat are never roll over. They're the opposite of Boston. Yes. But I've got to listen to the heart. Mm. And the heart is telling me Miami Heat, 2023 NBA champions, guaranteed. It's crazy when you think about it. And it shouldn't be that crazy because Denver, but either of these teams winning would be earth shattering. For like, I've always complained the NBA is too predictable. It's the big market teams, it's the Warriors, it's the Clippers. How are the Lakers still competitive? So to see either of these teams do it, and the and Denver has really built the right way. And so shout to them. I mean, Heat never tank. They've built the right way as well. No one wanted Jimmy Butler. But either of these stories are great. Like we've got a good friend, Andrew, friend of the pod, who um, loves Denver. So it'd be so amazing for him. But um, yeah, I, either story is great. If Denver wins, they are legit dynasty. They're like, be afraid of them. And I know dynasties, I mean, we said that when the Bucks won and now, and now they're getting knocked down the first round. So it's like, you never call dynasty, but like their team is set up for like long-term success. Their oldest player is like 30 and you, their star core is all like under 28. So it's pretty amazing. They're like looking like the next Warriors if they do pull it off. If. Yeah, I, don't, I disagree with that. And but... if their owner pay, well, they're just, they're looking so good. Well, why would you disagree with that? I don't know. Just. They've got the two-time MVP. I know it's hard. It is hard yeah. to be a dynasty. And the NBA rules coming in are going to make it really hard to be. It's probably going to become even more how to scout with the new salary cap rules. They look. If you watch them play, maybe it's the Lakers making them look good, but the Lakers look good against the Warriors. Mm. You know, it's like, I'm like, Denver's making the Lakers look very bad. Yeah. And Denver, it's crazy because I was like, I was like, when, when you see a team lose a basketball game, you're like, why don't they just go desperation? The Lakers are going desperation. They ball deny Jamal Murray. They ball deny Jokic. They are even ball denying Michael Porter Jr. at one point. Yeah. And then their role players just step up and hit big shots. Yeah. KCP, man. It's like kind KCP of crazy. KCP, revenge. Like they've got, they go like eight, nine deep. Bruce Brown off the bench. Yeah. Like Aaron Gordon from the Magic. Yeah. They've got a Mr. deep 50. team. 
who knows if ownership is ready to spend, but like the Denver fans have been waiting for a long time for this. So it's pretty spectacular. So either either team, if the Heat win, you're like, wow, what a story. Jimmy Butler is, is like a fairy tale. If the Nuggets win, you're like, wow, that's the next dynasty. And Jokic is the greatest basketball player in the world. I didn't realize undisputed. DeAndre Jordan was on the Nuggets. <laughs> he can't play. Reggie Jackson as well. Oh, play? yeah. No, definitely does not play. No. The Nuggets. Jeff Green gets on the court. Jeff Green gets on the court. Oh, Jeff Green looks amazing. Jeff Green. Magic player as well. Jeff Green, even though I remember when he was a draft pick and we all expected big things from him, he's had a hell of an NBA career. He's like Vince Carter. He's like, he didn't live up to the billing. He was a flash in the pan, a specialist dunker. I just realized there's a comedian called Jeff Green. Yeah. And he's famous for walking onto the stage and his first line just being his name. Like, people will be like, welcome to the stage, Jeff Green. And then he'll come out and go, Jeff Green. Does he? Yeah. Why does he do that? It gets the brand out. It's like Jason Derulo. <laughs> Is it, are you joking? Nah, I've seen him do it. He Jeff, comes out and says Jeff Green. He goes, Jeff Green. Why doesn't he say, hello, I'm Jeff Green, so he sounds less like an insane person? Well, look, we're talking about it now. Yeah, getting his brand out there. If you're in, into some great comedy, check out Jeff Green. He's got amazing observations about... I don't know. I don't know what Jeff Green does. No, talks neither. About his wife being oh, a he talks about pain his... in the ass. Yeah. We know, I love when comedians talk about their wife being a pain in the ass. I'm like, divorce her. Mm. You don't have to stay married to this person. I don't. I don't. She's, she's happy that you're going on stage and shitting on her for about three hours every night. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. So I'm. I'm. I'm saying I would favor. I would favor. By the way, we might sound like idiots here, because it's. These teams haven't even qualified yet, but when you're up 3-0, you assume they've qualified. Mm. And I mean, I, I can imagine Boston could get one off, and I can imagine the Lakers could get one. I, I'd say the Lakers will probably roll over, and the Boston, shit, Boston rolled over in game three. So it's hard to imagine them standing up in game four. Yeah. But, well, there was um, even a quote of Joe um, Manzula, is it? Yeah. Uh, Manzula. Him saying... Um, he's lost the locker room. He's lost the locker room. <laughs> Don't say that. Yeah. Um, Let people speculate. Go, no, I love the locker room. But yeah. yeah. But I, what, what, can I say about this guy? Guys who need to be kicked out of the league. Jalen Brown. You can't come out and question who invented basketball and then just suck shit at the same every year. At least Kyrie Becks, for all his bullshit... He does put on a show and is an amazing basketball player. But Jalen Brown goes missing every year. At least Tatum, once every seven games, looks unbelievable. Jalen Brown, so uh, uh, underwhelming and disappointing. And like he's got to take a lot of the blame as the second option. I know people just showing Al Horford, Smart's been a bit... I mean, everyone in the Celtics has been disappointing this series. Mm. And they're going to shit on the coach. But I was like, I feel like Jalen Brown has barely played well this playoffs. And at least Tatum... Like try. I don't know what the stats were like today, but it was yeah pathetic from the Celtics. And sorry to the Celtics fans, gutting. Um, yeah, shout out to um, that white guy from the Lakers who's going to get paid next year. Any Austin other Reeves? Any other um, comments before we go? Um, sorry, JT's nah. not here. Sorry, JT's not here. Sorry, JT's JT probably lost interest when um, his teams Philly and the Suns didn't make it to the playoffs finals. Yeah. Um, thanks to everyone who is listening to our wonderful podcast. It's always, I'd say always the finest. We always work hard to bring you the finest quality recordings. You know, we've got a lovely echoey wooden room here. Just really get that. On a good podcast, you want to hear a lot of echo, I think. 
Yeah, and we even have good mics, but we just choose to go straight into guys' laptop mics. <laughs> it's just better, I, I think. It's just better. It takes less effort, and it's just like the listeners enjoy the acoustics. They enjoy an alarm going off and them thinking, oh my God, I need to wake up, and then you're like, I already am awake. You're not asleep. This isn't a dream. This is the advanced analytics. Damn, I almost did a really nice segue there to the goodbye. This isn't a dream. You're listening to the Advanced Analytics Podcast. I've been Guy Williams. And I don't do that anymore, basketball fans. See you later, basketball fans. And hey, enjoy yourself out there. And whoever wins, basketball wins. Sorry, I'll end. Thank you.